Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show, the most funny in the morning. Morning show. Just another day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Ladies and gentlemen, the senior pastor of Friendship West Missionary Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas, Pastor Frederick Douglas Haynes. Pastor Haynes, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ricky Smiley, bro. You know I love you. Always good to join you for the praise break. And listen, we might as well start it off with every praise. Of course, every praise reminds all of us that every now and then we better take a praise break or we may well break down. You see, life will break you down with all of its stress and mess, its pressure and problems. And before you know it, you'll be ready to give up and break down. But here is what we do during the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. We take a praise break so that we won't break down. Praise has a way of energizing you. Praise has a way of resetting your attitude and when you reset your attitude it resets your personal atmosphere and so today we do it with every praise listen every praise reminds us that God is a healer God is a deliverer every praise reminds us that God comes through when we are going through and so whatever you're going through recognize give God praise for being a healer when your heart is broken a healer when your body is suffering a healer when your relationships are down. Listen, God is a healer from all past trauma and drama. God is a healer and God will heal you from the inside out, giving you peace of mind and joy divine. God is a healer, but also we praise God because God is a deliverer. Isn't that good to know that when you're going through stuff like Chuck in a situation you can't handle yourself, if it's too much for you. It's tailor-made for God, and God will deliver you. God will set you free. First, God will free you in your situation so that you can have the strength to receive deliverance from your situation. And so with that being the case, every praise is due our God. Go ahead. Have yourself a blessed day. But I want to tell you, every now and then, take a praise break so that you won't break down. It is Pastor Haynes, man, the senior pastor of Friendship West Missionary Baptist Church. Let's get into this music. Love you, Pastor Haynes. Love you, Ricky. Have a great one. Yes, sir. You too. Let's go. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's what's happening in news. One person was killed and five others were injured in a shooting at a Waffle House in Indianapolis on early Monday. Officers found five people with gunshot wounds, according to Indianapolis police. Three men in stable condition, one woman in stable condition, and one woman in critical condition were taken to uh, local hospitals. The woman in critical condition later uh, later died at the hospital, according to police. Now, Ricky, preliminary information indicates the incident started with a disturbance between two groups that escalated to gunfire. Police are continuing to investigate. In other news, a man who was wrongfully convicted and incarcerated for over six years was awarded $10 million in damages by a jury in Detroit. 
Alexandre Ansari, who was awarded last Friday, was wrongfully serving a life sentence over claims that a 2012 that in 2012 he shot and killed a 15 year old girl and wounded two others in Detroit. The Wayne County Circuit Court determined that Moises Jimenez, a former Detroit police detective, withheld evidence for Ansari's trial that would have implicated someone else as a shooter. Lastly, what is the value of the housework you do? According to a survey, the average American does $134 worth of work a day in addition to their job. This additional work includes cleaning, cooking, and driving. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more headlines and updates, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what's going on in sports? What's going on there, Maria? UConn women's basketball coach Gino Ariama passes Mike Krzyzewski, Coach K, for second most wins by a head coach in Division I men's or women's college basketball, sitting at 1,203. Stanford coach Tara Vanderveer is the only coach ahead of him at 1,209. Former NFL wide receiver Antonio Brown has been ordered to cut a check for a cool $1 million to a high-profile jeweler after he failed to fight a lawsuit from last year, man. The jeweler claims that Antonio borrowed a bunch of his prized items in 2022 but never returned these items or paid for them. So now the judge says, all right, Antonio, you didn't fight this doggone lawsuit, so you got to cut this check for a $1 million. It is what it is, man. It's my quick sports support right there. Got the hot spot coming up next. Bring it tax. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot and this hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the B R A T. All right, Ricky's on the morning show. Hey, it is time for the hot spot. What up, Brett? What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tad Tad, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Bob Marley, One Love, the biopic about the iconic Jamaican reggae singer, topped the box office, the domestic box office, over the weekend with $27.7 million. According to Deadline, the film performed even better than 2019's Rocket Man, which brought in $25.7 million. Did anybody get to check that out? Yes, no, I indeed. Some friends did, but I didn't. Was it good, Rock T? Great movie, man. Y'all got to go check that out. You gotta see it. Great. Oh, I can't wait to see it. That's what's up. I'm very proud that it made that much money. Uh, meanwhile, Madam Webb reached the higher end of its projections with $15.1 million over a three-day stretch. However, the film is failing with critics and received a C-plus cinema score uh, and Argyle is third it's in the third spot with uh, $4.7 million. All right, y'all, moving on to Chris Brown. Chris Brown claims that he was disinvited from playing in this weekend's NBA All-Star Game due to his domestic violence history. He posted screenshots of emails on his Instagram story that seemed to back the story right on up. One is titled NBA All-Star 2024. Welcome at Chris Brown and Red. We are thrilled that you will be part of the weekend. Another show with a uh, blue uniform to show the blue uniform that he'd be wearing... P- and he'd be part of uh, Lil Wayne's team, they said. He said, I was asked by the NBA to play in the All-Star game this year, only for them to call later and say that I couldn't do it because of their sponsors, like Ruffles. Brown wrote, at this point, I'm sick of people bothering me, and I'm tired of living in the freaking past. Ruffles and the NBA later responded, saying the company had no part in any player.
player decisions or celebrity invite discussions as a sponsor. So Breezy jumped on his IG story to refute that, claiming that the brand was attempting to salvage its reputation for their alleged actions of keeping him away from the event. He said, Ruffles, I guess y'all trying to save face now. Brown wrote in his uh, message below, stand on business. <laughs> it made me think of T.I. son. Stand on business. Don't try to make it look like I'm tripping. You and the NBA representatives know exactly what y'all are doing. I have no reason to lie. Y'all know I don't clout chase. The only reason they responded is because of the Team Breezy fans flooding their pages. So right. what, what y'all think about that? Always. I mean, they not going to never let him, I guess, live down what he did? But thing, everybody else can move on with their lives? Do you, what y'all think? I mean, I think you, why, why are they bothering him? Why did just they don't, just don't ask him to, him to do place? it. Right. Do right. It like that. Right. Just don't ask them to do it. Then, then they just ask them and then take it away from them. That's not fair. Yeah, obviously you have the NBA somebody have excited to do something and then that that's not I think fair. if the parties involved have gotten past it, then uh, the, the public needs to get past it too. Exactly. And I feel like they keep doing that to him. They did that to him with Michael Jackson something, another tribute for like an award show or something. I remember that happening to him. So, I mean, don't ask him if you're going to take it away from him. That's not fair. Uh, do we got time for one more? Yep. Okay, real quick, y'all. Sony is suing Whitney Houston. They suing the biopic for not paying for the songs. Oh, my goodness. This song stuff is getting ridiculous. The producers of the 2022 biopic Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody, licensed more than 20 of the singer's songs for use in the film and is now being sued by Sony for allegedly evading payment. Ooh, the movie features songs like I Will Always Love You and the film's anthem uh, still won't pay up. As a result of the anthem's failure, defendants' use of the Sony recordings in the film has been unauthorized and defendants have no legal right to use Sony's recordings. Sony's attorneys wrote that with the complaint. A review of the film, which starred Naomi Ackie as the iconic singer and Stanley Tucci as Clive Davis, were mixed, but the film eventually grossed about $60 worldwide. However, it's not clear how much Sony is asking for in the suit. I think that probably the film didn't make as much as they thought it was going to make. Because uh, I don't think it did that that well. I think they wanted it to do even better because I know a lot of people that didn't really care about the newer version of it. Mm. Did y'all see the newer version? I want to dance with somebody. No, I haven't no. seen it. Okay. Well, that's the hot spot. And that's what's going on in the hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your girl, Brad Tat y'all. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Good morning, Ricky. Uh, this story is so crazy. So how angry would you be if this happened on a scale from one to I'm calling my lawyer? Now, in January of last year, a guy in D.C. named John Cheeks bought a Powerball ticket. Then he checked the winning numbers online the day after the drawing, and they matched. So naturally, he was excited. The jackpot was $340 million, y'all. So he did all the things he's supposed to do. He took a photo of the ticket and only told one other person about it. But then when he went to cash it in, he was told he didn't win. Washington, D.C.'s official lottery site had posted the wrong numbers. Oh, man. So instead of matching all five and the Powerball, he matched none of them. And now he's in the news because he is suing Powerball and the D.C. lottery. He says they had those wrong numbers listed, y'all, for three days, and he wants them to pay up. His lawyer noted, yeah, a similar thing happened last year when the Iowa lottery reported bad numbers. People who cashed in before that error got fixed uh, were paid out, but no one hit the jo- jackpot. Now, all the payouts were between $4 and $200. <laughs> no, they're going to have to get him something. Yeah. Something. It, it's not right. That's not fair. That's, that's emotional distress. Okay. That's what I was going to say. That is emotional distress. It is. 
like I sold my house and my kids. <laughs> Quit your job and cuss everybody out. Right. Cuss everybody Right. So everybody kiss you. No, that's that's something. But but is that is that a normal thing? Like it seems like every time somebody wins the lottery, it's always an issue. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. But you would think after three days, you don't notice a mistake after three days. Yeah, there's something to that dog. Something. Somebody that. ain't doing their job. <laughs> And Somebody most of the, not paying uh, attention. And, not and there are stories that a lot of people that won the lottery are now broke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that girl that won, I mean, millions of dollars. Girl in South Carolina? Yes. Oh, my God. Girl. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Why is she, she broke? She well, she gave a lot of money to her boyfriend uh, who was in and out of jail yeah. and mm-hmm. lawyers. And she, she How much did she win? About a hundred like million. It was like a hundred. No, like she won a lot. Million. She won a lot, and she well, gave well, you all know that. The, the, the taxes they take almost half of it. Right, yeah. right. But that's still a lot she, left. She went yes. through a lot. She messed up a lot of money oh, messing with that boy. She gave the pastor some money, and the boyfriend opened, opened up a car a lot business. Whatever, didn't know what he was doing. Then he went to jail. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for him. when I saw that on. on I Most people oh. aren't used to having that kind of a that kind of a windfall at one you time. You don't know how to manage you. yourself. Yeah, ask somebody for help. Financial literacy, man. Something. Learn. Yeah, that's... <laughs> if I had that much money, I'd just go to school and try to learn or something. Learn, learn how to manage it. Right. Yes, mm. yes. Because yes. you ain't going to trust nobody. Nope. Or just that's sit crazy. in an account somewhere and relax. Yeah. Right. Or give it to me. I can manage it. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. More Rick's Mind the Morning Show coming up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. You are so beautiful.
half woman. It's Gary. I wanna hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. Gary has a T and the Kalua of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Destiny's child, Kelly Rowland, baby. People are saying, is she trying to emulate Beyonce in her own little way? And the world is talking about her, Ricky. And we love Kelly. And I know how much you love her, Ricky. But, baby, they're saying that on NBC, honey, today they had to scramble, honey, to find a new guest host after Kelly Rowland walked off the um, set, honey, the other day over her dressing room dispute, honey. Now, they're saying that she was there, you know, she was going to be a guest host, you know, you know, to um help out. On Thursday, they said Kelly had guests in at around 8 o'clock, Ricky, that morning and today. And she was scheduled to fill in, y'all, for Jenna Bush Hager, which is your former president, George Bush's daughter. Well, they said in the fourth hour, honey, as guest host, joining Miss Hoda Cope, they said um, didn't Kelly didn't like her dressing room. They said, honey, Miss Rita Ora was there, and they left Rita to um, fill in or what have you. But they're saying Kelly went to that dressing room, honey, and it was entirely too small. She wasn't having it. They said, girl, we'll do whatever, honey. We'll move hell through high, high waters for you to keep you here. She said, no. And they said, baby, she packed her things and left. Now, she was there to co-host the show, which was a good look. And then she was also there to promote her um, new movie, um, Mia Culpa and stuff. But they said they offered this girl so many options, but, honey, Miss Roland declined. Now yeah, they saying, probably had insulted, you know, once somebody insults you so bad at that point, you're like, Come I'm on good. now. Yeah. Like, Come I'm good. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything that you did to make it right, why I couldn't just be that when she got and there? Hello. But they said the dressing rooms at 30 Rock, if y'all know about 30 Rock over there in New York, honey, at the field, and they said they are not large due to the age of the historic building and the cramped nature that of studio space in Midtown. Some of them other folks in. Come on now. And they Come said on. Jennifer Lopez was upstairs in the bougie room. And, Absolutely. And the they, do had, they did have. Have options. They, they did have options. They probably put her in a little maintenance closet, something that right. ain't for Kelly Rowland. Her and stature. somebody you got, you got to walk yeah. out and let people don't disrespect me. They probably said, Kelly, just slide that mop bucket over to the side and go ahead yeah. and pull yeah, that like, mirror over not, there. Come on, yeah, now. come on now. She ain't no, no new artist. That. She passed that stage. I got too many hits. Yeah, but. It's a dressing room, honey. Just honey, go there no, and you host have, that show. dressing room is where you get your peace of mind before you go out. Yeah. So it has to be right. That's why it's called a writer. You get the things that you like that that make you feel good in, in that dressing room. Whether it's comfort food, whether it's a, some liquor, whatever it is, right. it be in your dressing room so you can be cool when you get ready to go perform or go host or do whatever. Well, she was there to promote her movie. Now, have y'all seen Mia Culpa yet? Thank I you. I want to. So, well. So Is it out yet? Yeah. I don't know. What you it, mean, uh, Gary? Well, I, Ricky, I've been in many of your dressing rooms, and I ain't seen you complaining or nothing about them. I'm walking out of them, and you had good food in them and everything else. That so, means I mean, they, be, that mean that mean they, they do it right. Yeah, yeah, they you know, may do it they right, but they, some of those buildings in those theaters now are old. As whatever, I just sit in there. Some, most of the time, I just sit in the car. If and you do the Fox Theater in Atlanta, some, some of them dressing rooms ain't I'm good. I'm talking about like a funeral That's true. home, especially the old Fox, that Fox Theater in Detroit. The upstairs room, it looked like a funeral home. And <laughs> That's how old, Apollo is. Old ass yeah. curtains, yeah, that stuff just old. They, they, they just can't. But, <laughs> yeah, but but they they got J Lo in there and put, put put her in the same room that you had J Lo in. That's Kelly Rollins. She's a member of Destiny's Child, and she. Bow-legged, so. Oh, so. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, no bow woman in no closet. You stupid. Well, she packed her things and went home. If she was not me, we wouldn't be having this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Kelly. Stupid. Well, she should have called Beyonce and had Beyonce come down and, honey, get them correct. 
All right, moving on in other celebrity news, y'all. Let's continue to pray, y'all, for our elderly, honey, and our stars. And I don't know if y'all heard the sad news, but Madonna fell, y'all, on stage the other day, honey. Oh. After doing her, after her dancing, y'all tripped her doing the chest stunt. <laughs> they say she was trying to do that Janet Jackson um, performance, and that chest fell back on her. But they're saying she laughed off the incident, y'all, resulting in her falling, honey, on her back during the performance of Open Your Heart. Now, they say Madonna has a, a telltale oh, after, you know, taking a stump on stage during the Seattle performance, you know, on her celebration tour. Now, the 65-year-old, she laughed off the moment during the live set, which saw one of her dancers, y'all, seemingly trip, y'all, while dragging Honey Madonna across the stage in a chair as she sang her 1986 smash, Open Your Heart. Now, they're saying in multiple videos shared to social media, Miss Madonna can't be seen, y'all, falling to the stage on her back when the dancer tripped over their footing. She quickly rolled over, y'all, to her stomach to continue singing the song <laughs> and let out a laugh, honey, before That's standing up, y'all, to continue off. on the performance. Okay. Yes, Open honey. your heart to me. Mm -hmm. Baby, that's it. Yeah, baby. But they say Miss Madonna, baby, she rolled over, honey, and she said she ain't about to get the child feel that she was gonna stay on that floor though. But we gotta keep going. Hey, the music don't stop. The music don't stop. You gotta keep going. Yes, honey. Well, she did a good job. So, congratulations to Madonna. We love Madonna, honey. 65 years old, she's still performing, honey. So, she's 65. 65, girl. Yeah, we watched Madonna when she was 12, honey. So she's oh, yeah. 65, honey. So congratulations to her, y'all. And then my queen Girl, girl she the one bought y'all out when y'all came out with Vogue. Oh, yeah, she did, baby. Miss Madonna had all the queens yes. Vogue and she honey. She put y'all yes. on the map, girl. She put, put your, us your, on the map. The sorority brothers, you and Miss Byron, yeah. all y'all. Yes, honey. Miss Gregory, all the girls, baby, was kicking it. Look, that's when we used to kick our legs up, baby. Right now, they stay on the ground, honey, because we can't do all that mess like Madonna. All on the damn ground. <laughs> You know your limits. I know my limits. Miss Madonna, go stop using chest stunts, girl. The color today, honey, is one of my favorite colors. My color today, y'all, is fresh mint. On the high end, you say fresh mint. And on the low, you say beautiful light green. That's your color for today. Light green. That's beautiful. Y'all give it up for Gary with the T. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. 
lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's time to get yourself hey. Ricky Smiley and the show. Hey, everybody. This is Elena from Concord, North Carolina. I just want to say wake up, wake up to my niece, Raylan, my brother, James Bingley, and my sister, Rosalind, and Wanda. Y'all be safe out there today. Calling from Tyler, Texas, trying to wake up the whole city. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey, what's up? This is Felicia calling out of Durham. I want to wake up my aunties, Patricia, Gwen, Vicky, Sheila, and my big sister, Shante. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's a whole gang of city tuned in, lock in. What's your mom? We gon' let them know. Let them know this. So over the weekend, Donald Trump, fresh off of being hit uh, with a combined 453 million in judgments uh, from his two cases in New York civil court, showed up at at, at SnickerCon in Philadelphia. Uh, he introduced his newest product uh, to go along with his other long list of failed products like the Trump water, Trump steaks. Uh, so so now it's time to do the Trump. Sneaker, you got the sneakers out, Brad. You got to get your song. Let me tell you, you know what? You know I'm a sneakerhead. So when I saw it, I was like, "What?" Like it's a shiny gold knockoff of the Jordan One high tops, y'all, with a red bottom sole and a T logo on the side that looked like they look like the Tommy Hilfiger logo <laughs> and they're going for $400 a pair y'all Fox News hosts were really excited and even said on the air that this could really help him with the black voters because they love sneakers ain't, ain't, oh. ain't that something ain't that some <laughs> ain't it like wow wow <laughs> here's a clip I was on social media last night. Very interesting, as you see black support eroding from Joe Biden. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers. They're into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal, certainly in, in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics. The culture always trumps politics. Ain't that racist? Uh. He's uh, reaching right. them. And, and He's reaching them. <laughs> Those <laughs> ignorant, dumb Negroes. Right. And, and you know what else black people love? Our civil rights. How about right. that? Thank you. The crazy thing is that the sneakers can only be pre-ordered, and the website says they may may be delivered sometime this summer. And there's no guarantee if they'll be delivered at all. Yeah, y'all. Listen, there's no refunds on the pre-orders. <laughs> and get this, y'all. A thousand pre-orders have already been paid for. So what are y'all thinking about Trump's latest hustle? <laughs> Yeah, he gonna he gonna need that money because uh, he bought the, that's like half a billion dollars that he got to pay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, Letitia James got him up in that court, and then you know he eighty three million from the other lady. Plus, he had ten million on top of that, or uh, one point two million on something else. Uh, he got a lot of money that he have to pay. But just to stereotype black people like like just because you come out with some sniggers, you gonna get the black vote. Like, right. like black people, that's stupid. 
Okay. Yeah, like we're going to forget about everything else you done said and did and promised to do to us. But hey, give them Negroes some shiny gold sneakers. They'll buy those. Some of them have forgotten about what he said because yeah, uh, of course, yeah, uh, you got a lot of few people, you know, a lot of people around here talking about uh, they voting for Donald Trump. Yeah, let, yeah. Let's be honest, man. Out of those thousand pre-orders, how many do y'all really think are black folks? None. None. They all the MAGA folks. They're going to have a red hat and gold sneakers. <laughs> Easy to spot them in the airport. I, I do think we're going to see some black people with those sneakers. You are. I, I doubt they it. Do. I, I, are. I think that people are going to flex on Instagram well, and on social media with those shoes. Yeah, it'll be the yeah. one that's at the Trump rallies. They'll probably, right. probably get them and, and, yeah. you know, and go. But here's, the, but here's the hustle. The hustle in it is there's no refunds on the pre-orders. And they're, in the small print, it says there's no guarantee that you're going to even get any shoes. And there's no refund, so you might not even oh, get nothing. Oh, it says nothing. that? It says that. That's the hustle. That's what they get well, you for know, not he's, reading. He's coming up with all of these things to pay for his legal bills, and it's really sad he's doing these fundraisers and saying it's for his political campaign, right. but really the money is going to paying his legal bills. Well, he's going to have yeah, to sell about got, 10 million uh, pair of them sneakers. Yeah, he, he also got some perfume, some perfume and some uh, cologne as well, the Trump cologne mm. and the Trump perfume. It Came smells like racism. Like a, a very expensive white diamond a soft jupe. But yeah, did y'all see that on, on our morning, Joe? He got the, got the perfume and the cologne coming out as well. I thought you was joking. You no, I'm not, no, I'm not joking. You can Google it. Yeah, uh, oh. But didn't he have cologne once before? It looked like he had some Trump before. Once before. I, I, I feel know. like it's something. He had something. Yeah, he had something he's before. capitalizing well, yeah. off of his gullible supporters. Right. That's what he's doing. Yeah, and he, and I will I will predict that he's not going to win the election. Uh, uh, he's leading Nikki Haley by I think he got sixty three percent in the polls, and I think she's at twenty something. Yeah, uh, he's be, not. He's going to win South Carolina. He ain't going to yeah. swing them independents over to his side though. Yeah, and then you got Liz Cheney out here campaigning against him, and then you got the uh, what was that that movement uh, of the Republican uh, Never Trumpers. Yeah, never Trumpers. You got that moving. They ran in all kind of ads and commercials because he said he was going to destroy democracy. And then he's lining up with Vladimir Putin, um, you know, uh, uh, on, on stuff. Uh, all the talk about NATO, abandoning NATO, and he's how just bad for the, he's bad for the Republican brand too. Yeah, but they believe him. They don't they, believe no, nothing else. I don't understand what happened to the the Bush Republicans. The the Reagan Republicans. I mean, we didn't agree with them on on any issues, but this is a cult following. This is like right. a cult, right? Yeah, you know what I'm traditional Nobody. Republicans actually did have some good ideas economically, but they've abandoned all of that and they're just going all and in scared on scared of them. He got all of them shook. Most of yeah, them. Yeah, I think he got some on them. Yeah, but but uh, that, that stuff that Liz Cheney is doing and a lot of re- re- former Republicans. Are out doing, you know, out with all of these books because you can see all of those guests. They come on Morning Joe every morning and uh, on those shows that MSNBC be having on weekends. Uh, uh, so if they peel off ten to twelve percent of the Republican vote, I get people to stay at home and not vote. Uh, that that gets Joe Biden another four years. Hey, good conversation, y'all. It's Ricky Smile the Morning Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. 
only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Hey, Black Tonehead, I just I got some good news, man. Uh, you can take the day off. Okay, so that good. That good. Sunshine. So, so hey, I, I want. I want to be there nowhere. Huh? No, 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 no. Actually, we we just decided that we was gonna, you know, give you the day off. Uh, you know, to make sure that you have a long weekend. So that's like Friday, wow. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then you come back tomorrow. That's that's like a week. That's like a spring break. But that Saturday, that good. Cause so I ain't got. I ain't got to tell you no, 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 nothing crazy about why I can't. Right. Why I can't come today. Yeah, we got, uh, you know, Usher, Usher on the show this morning. Yeah, I know. I, I talked to him last night because, you know, I was on the Super Bowl show with him. I was one of the dancers. Um, folks don't believe me, but I was up there. I was dancing. I just talked to him. Oh, y'all, they told me he said, he said, uh, he said, BT, he called me BT. He said, BT, you're going to be up there. Uh, he said, you're going to be at work because I'm going to be up there. I said, no, nah, Usher, I said, you know what I'm saying? We don't got that Super Bowl. It was all good and everything. So I said, just hit me when you get out from up there. And, uh, you know, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go uh, kick it or something. Yeah, I talked to Ursh. Uh, you know, I call him Ursh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I call him Ursh. I call him Ursh because that's my boy. So you are, are you he, on the tour? He, he, are you on the tour with Ursh? He call me BT. I don't, I don't know yet. They're gonna, they said they're gonna let me know something on uh, by. Uh, uh, so you don't need uh, a job no more. I don't know. So it depends on whether whether or not they're gonna let me uh, be on the whole tour or not. I, um, <laughs> I got another problem today though. Anyway, uh, hey, can you shout? Can you can you hook me up? With, uh, can you you got tip number? Yeah. I need to call him because. Man, I done been stuck. I got I got so much heat from uh being on the uh, Super Bowl thing that I had uh decided I was gonna run for uh run for president. <laughs> president of what? Of the America, the United of, of America, United States of America. What's that got to do with Because I got a bunch of T-shirts made up Saturday. I was going to start selling it. We got going to actually come on the air and, and, and promote and promote it tomorrow. Um, uh, hey, black time go every day. You president of the yeah. United States. Yeah. Now, nah, look, Saturday. I got the T-shirt. I got I ordered three hundred T-shirts. And they, but man, black they done misspelled. Man, they done messed up my name on the damn T-shirt, son. How many T-shirts you had made? Four hundred. Four hundred. Yeah, but they say black tiny for president twenty twenty four. And I was gonna call <laughs> Kim and ask him. The T shirt the little T shirt place over in that long over by West End. How you mistake an O for an I? 
That's what I said. Hell, you know, hell, I'm doing this. Tell my black tiny for president. So I'm going to call Tip. See if she want to run. <laughs> she said, I already said tiny, but I mean, I know she light skinned, but still. Oh, no, they don't know. Black tiny. <laughs> You got it all wrong because she, she ran. Hold on, Sam. I'm doing all we got. Either. Hey, man, I'll see y'all tomorrow, man. <laughs> McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say... They're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long. And they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. On this day in black history, (laughs) the year was 1837 in a small town near Aiken, South Carolina. Two teen brothers, Aldo and Abel Turner, were slaves on a large plantation and they worked picking cantaloupes and watermelon along with cotton. Now, their mother worked inside as a house servant, and the family loved those cantaloupes. But they were forbidden by the evil plantation owner from taking any back to their quarters at night for their family. Now, over time, the boys developed a system to steal the tasty melons by running fast up to a 10-foot-high window where their mother would be waiting with a basket out for a few seconds, and the boys would leap high to drop it in these baskets, thus creating the first version of the modern-day basketball layup. <laughs> yeah, dog. On this day in black history. The finger, the first finger roll. <laughs> what, 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 read that part again? <laughs> yeah, their mom would hold a basket out of a window outside the kitchen, about 10 feet high, and the boys would run and leap really high to drop those cantaloupes in that basket. And uh, thus creating the first version of the modern-day layup <laughs> on this day in black history. Yeah. What they use for a backboard? You know? The wall. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
wasn't no backboard. <laughs> it wasn't them Africans in the background singing about. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Tuesday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in Celebrity News, y'all. Jenny Mai, baby, this girl didn't already started a debate about her child's hair and appearances. People are attacking Jenny Mai and her beautiful daughter, Monica. She's the um the um, ex-wife of Jesus. Now, they're saying that, you know, Jenny posted some pictures, y'all, with she and her adorable daughter, y'all, with her half puffed out, and she was only wearing a beautiful diaper. And the caption read, this is your reminder that your love can be pure, that you are not the last one standing when you yearn for a love that stands on solid ground and is faithful. This is your reminder that this kind of love is alive here today because you are are alive today so long as you believe and never cease to love in this way honey and then there's pictures of her and baby Monica and a lot of people saying honey uh uh they say how dare you come out and put this child out in pictures honey in a diaper and wearing an afro puff honey people just really attacked her and stuff you know some people saying you know it's nice but they say unfortunately you know Jeannie her, her um, comments were flooded because women were upset y'all that the child was not clothed and her hair was not expertly done. Somebody put, please get the proper care for your daughter's hair texture. It's unique and requires different attention. And then somebody said, why post your child in a diaper? She's too young for informed consent. And then somebody else put down there, they say, y'all kill me with this hair thing like Beyonce didn't do the same damn thing with little blue ivy hair, honey. So they said, y'all need to sit down. And somebody said, it bothers me that people are promoting placing chemicals in child's hair by saying she needs products. Then saying sitting a child through torture of hairstyles just to please society when clearly this child is healthy and happy the way she is misery loves company. Brad, don't you have a detangler line? Yeah, we we have everything, but this child is don't need nothing at at this point, I don't think. This child has beautiful hair and just just not bother the child. Let's just yeah, but, but they say, honey, she shouldn't have um, put that child in a pamper, honey. You know, they got pedophiles I out mean, there. I mean, but it's everything. okay for babies to wear pampers, right? In the public, you should. I mean, and then they say, here, she dressed all beat down, honey, for the guards and your child in a pamper and no shirt on it, honey. Yeah, That's I mean, all they, they want to wear. That's all my granddaughter. Yeah, they don't. They, she don't want uh, no shirt. She don't want no socks and shoes. And that's she okay. She walk around in, exactly. that, in that pamper. And they comfortable. It's what matters to them. Yeah, Come on well, now. I don't know what the people well, are upset about. Uh, looking like Hulk Hogan walking Say. around. Looking <laughs> <laughs> like Kamala. Got that little okay. stomach and the little wrestling legs. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Kamala. As long as they Kamala. happy. Yeah, well. Gunda well. Giant. <laughs> She can take a picture with her baby if she wants to in a pamper. So what? Well, we I think she's pray. always going to be scrutinized so as an Asian is. woman uh, uh, raising a biracial black baby. She I, is. She's probably going to. She can't win. Yeah. No way, either way. But at the end of the day, it's her baby. Thank you. Let her do what she want to do with her baby. Thank you. Yeah, but it's just like saying a woman, it's her body, but they said not letting women do what they want to do with their body. That ain't right either. Okay, then, but it happens. We got to pray, y'all. I'm going seeing some of y'all out here with y'all babies standing up to your standing up in the back seat with no car seat no seat belt just standing right. up back in the back like we did in the 70s right, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, we're gonna follow that story hopefully Jenny's listening honey and you know she do what she needs to do 
All right, moving on in other celebrity news. Yeah, baby actress Paula Patton. Oh, I love Paula Patton. You know, she was married to Robin Thicke, honey. She revealing to y'all ladies, baby, how to land a rich, famous man. Now, Paula, honey, has got some advice, y'all, to all the ladies to try to find um, yourself a handsome and rich boyfriend. Now, according to Paula, she manifested her new man, baby. She said, after reading a popular book, y'all girls, y'all hear this, she read a book. Now, she wrote, one year ago today, I received a book I bought and forgot about it. She said, the book was called, listen to this, Calling in the One, How to Attract the Love of Your Life in Seven Weeks. She said, and it arrived on Valentine's Day. She said, that was definitely a sign right there for now. They're saying that, she said that I had been single for a very long time and couldn't remember the last time I had a Valentine. So I decided to begin reading it the day, and she said, do all the work the book suggested. She said, I was incredibly journey on an incredible journey of self-discovery when I called in myself and changed the wiring in my brain y'all and the genetic patterns blocking me now she said her life changed now she said and then it happened she met y'all for crash and today she said a year later she and for crash have been celebrating love he's a multi-billionaire honey and she said she's happy and everything looks wonderful for her you know she left um, um on Valentine's Day Yep, she said he came on Valentine's Day. She said he's a magnificent man. What's the name of the book? Um, let me go back to it again. The name of that book, honey, because we want y'all all to get that book, ladies and stuff. Well, well Brandon Maria don't need it. Need it. You need it, though. Yeah, call it in the one. <laughs> yep, how to trade the love of my life in seven weeks. I'm, honey, I'm rushing out to get it now. I'm going to buy it for you. You're going to buy it okay. for me, honey. Because I'm sick and tired of Booty King James. Hey! Negro. I wasn't going to say Anyway, she said, Procrash is a magnificent man with tremendous integrity. Life is full of laughter and joy, honey. So, congratulations to Paula Patton. You know, because everybody need love, honey. And I definitely you need, need some. Yeah. Need some, honey. But you know what? I'm not going to go on uh, one of those um, those love line things. Yeah, go on uh, one, of them, one of them little shows where you can meet somebody, Gary. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go right now. So. Too insecure. You got to stop being so insecure. Everybody don't cheat. You can well, honey, y'all all damn do. Oh, y'all love cheat. Every man cheat. They say every man cheat. I don't care who they say don't cheat. They cheat. You're cheating some kind of way. You're cheating looking. You're cheating talking on the damn phone. You're cheating, honey, walking. Oh, you're cheating. So, sorry, honey. I'm sorry, honey. Everything kind of cheating. Yeah, every kind of cheating. That cheating devil out of your system. You need to go yeah. to church and get that prayed up out of your system. Yeah, because all yeah. men... Yeah. So even if you look at another woman, Gary, I was married for twelve years and didn't cheat. Did not cheat what? on my wife. I did well, not. Well, you're an exception to the damn rule, honey. You should have cheated then. You should have cheated. Now y'all ain't together, so you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna win that battle. Hey, you walked right it. into that. Yeah, just forget <laughs> it. Can't oh, forget when I was. Yeah, I tried, Maria. I tried to do. I it. know you tried. Yeah, just forget so, it. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. And I mean, y'all say like I don't know, but anyway, I just I, I can't get a because I work around too many of y'all. Now listen to all the stuff y'all be saying, Ricky. And if you think I have to go get in a relationship, because I make myself apply to what y'all saying about the woman, and I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, they do it to them, they can do it to me. You so, hear no. stories of four successful, happily married people, your right. coworkers. Who? Four of us are all happily married. Message. Who? Which four? Right all here, of us. Brad, Kay, uh, Rock T. Uh, yeah, really? all of us. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I guess that's why I mean Ricky still. And Ricky's single, single by it. choice. Ricky could have yeah. practically you any woman you want. What, He's Gary? single by choice. 
Um, I just don't. Y'all, whatever, honey. I'm just whatever. Gary, if we Wait. set you up, would you go out? Would you go out on a blind date if we found somebody to set you up with? Yeah, I would go out on a date and stuff like that, though. But honey, I'm gonna grill you. The Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua's. My Kahlua today is fresh mint. Uh, on the hind, you say fresh mint. On the lung, you say light green. <laughs> what you say, Ricky? I'm just tired of all these comedians uh, missing, uh, playing around. When I found a lady with no arms and no leg, and laid her on the floor in my dress room, I opened up the door to go and say, "She talking about what we getting ready to do." <laughs> Uh, 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 She's sitting up, but she was she was laying down. Yeah, laying down on the floor. Mm. Mm. I lost. had a pillow at least. (laughs) She couldn't get up though. Not put her on the couch and went on stage. Mm. (laughs) I didn't go back and told uh, Rhoda go get my stuff out of my dressing room. She sat there the whole time. Yeah. What else was she gonna do? No, they said she could hear the show from like she could hear the joke from backstage, but she was sitting there laughing. People was in and out of getting food. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Did you see that post? People are talking. Here's what's trending on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Hey, joining us this morning, man. He has a brand new album, one of the biggest tours this summer, and the biggest Super Bowl performance in history. Y'all, please welcome the one and only Usher. Ricky, what's up, man? How you feeling? Wonderful, brother. Wonderful. Now that it's official, should we say king of R&B or like... <laughs> I am a king and I am building a kingdom, but no, I, I, I'm not the king of R&B. I do appreciate the honor. I do. <laughs> I like king. Don't get me wrong. King, king of the South, king of... You know what I'm saying? I can't... I don't want to battle with T.I., but Caesar of the South, make me a ruler. Yeah, you know what? Better yet, let's stop calling me a king. Why don't you just call me a ruler? Usher the ruler. I like that. <laughs> I like how that sounds. Hey, uh, so 
Super Bowls. How does it feel to have one of the most watched performances in history? And I think they are saying over 200 million viewers now. 202.5 million. Oh, you did all the math. I did all the math. I, I, you know, I wanted to make certain that I got it, but it was, uh, and, and, and surprisingly, that actually, num- that number lines up to 2024. That's great. But um, I, you know what, man? I really feel honored to have had that experience and for that many people to celebrate and have enjoyed it. Uh, it goes down in history as the most watched Super Bowl of all time. And um, yeah, man, I was 100% like, just just pleased, pleased with the results, pleased with the time that I was able to, you know, put into it. You know, I, I also too did uh, a behind the scenes with uh, Apple where I shot all of it on Apple phones. Um, that kind of gives you guys an in-depth look at what process we went through in creating the Super Bowl as it was just 15 minutes. But those yeah. 15 minutes span for over 30 years of my life, man. Man, you put that show together so tight, like you scrolls everything that you could in. So, like, how did you decide what should go in, what to leave out in the 15 minutes? Well, my idea uh, from the beginning was past, present, future. That was the concept. Like, how do I pay tribute to the past? How do I recognize where we are in the current moment, the present, and where we headed in the future? And the ideas and the things that you're to get from and uh, and celebrate as we move through this moment in time. Uh, skating, skate culture. I introduced my skates for the first time. My quads. I I, uh, I designed all of my skaters' gear for the night. Uh, that was my specific design by quads. But man, I, I started thinking about it the moment I got the call from Jay. Um, I was like, okay, who do I want to be there? I made a lot of calls to some friends. Um, you know, I made a lot of calls to a lot of different icons uh, to ask and uh, determine if this was something that they felt comfortable doing. Uh, it's, it's a lot of pressure. You know, Super Bowl is not just something you do every day. Um, But I I reached out to a lot of different people. And again, I wanted to make certain that I was building something that would be uh, celebrated forever. This was not just a passing moment. This was to be celebrated forever. Bruh, when y'all came out on those skates, that did it for me. I mean, I grew up in the skate ring. You know, I skate on Sundays, too. And of course, shutting down the halftime show wasn't enough for you. Congratulations to you and your beautiful bride, Jennifer. Y'all got married after the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We did a draft freestyle, man, because we wanted to we wanted to do it like Elvis. You know what I'm saying? We wanted to do it like Frank Sinatra. We wanted to do it in true Vegas tradition to come there and have a moment. Some of our family was there. We're going to obviously do a, uh, a more extensive uh, wedding where we kind of put all of the pressures that come with getting married. Uh, right. uh, but, but but it was really for the sake of love and, and in the moment. Um, I proposed to her last year. Uh, she'd been wearing my ring. And why not crescendo this amazing year that we had in Las Vegas with the one moment that um, that is love. And uh, my kids, all of my kids were there. My mom, mom, her dad. Hey, make sure you tell your mom that I said hello and I love her. I will. (laughs) Not as much as I love. Oh, yeah. She is great. So listen, now you have one of the hottest tour tickets in the country right now selling out everywhere. So one question people are asking, will you be filming the shows like on the road and will it be going into theaters? Yeah. So um, there's a a few different things that are happening. There's some things that are social and some things that um, are being documented. Uh, I've been documenting my life over the last, uh, let's see, five months. 
and right. it rolled throughout the entire time of my past, present, future tour. So you'll kind of uh, see what my life looks like and all of the things that I've been building and working on. Uh, I did shoot uh, the Las Vegas residency. I did shoot my Paris uh, residency, Paris residency. But yeah, there's a documentary. There's a few different documentaries that I'm working on at uh, this time. And congratulations on your new album, Coming Home. What are you hoping the fans take away from this album and what makes this different from the other ones? Uh, well, one, it's my first independent album. So, yes. uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, having been in a, in a system uh, that has helped to curate, artists develop, and make me the artist that I am, um, has given me the freedom to be creative. Um, I have just as much, if not more, creativity and freedom to to do the things that I know really serve the music. Uh, what I'm hoping is that people will grow from this. People will, you know, take an exp- will be able to have something to love to, something to smile to, something to skate to, something right. to to make love to, something to uh, celebrate. Uh, that's what I'm hoping they take away from it. Something that celebrates and recognizes love in a way that's very relevant to me that I think is relevant in the world. Something that uh, recognizes and celebrates the woman uh, right. in an amazing way. Something that celebrates the man uh, in a way and being able to take that ownership and, and be able to have the dialogue to be able to say to this woman to let her know how appreciated she is. Man, that's amazing. I'm just really, really happy for you and this year has been incredibly successful already from the Super Bowl accolades, uh, the tour selling out. How does it feel to finally get your flowers for all of the hard work that you put in over the years? Ricky, man, it feels great, dude. It feels amazing to, you know, have worked as long as I have and been able to uh, have hit records, but yet, you know, still be relevant in a time when it's not even about having a hit record, even though I still do have them. But it's like, man, right. I just am happy that people, you know, uh, see me and they see what my contribution has been. I feel like I'm the uh, youngest of the oldest and the oldest of the youngest. I'm right in the <clears throat> middle of it all. I'm Margiela. You know, I'm, I'm um, you know, I am you know, representing a lineage and a, and, a, and a legacy of artists who, you know, come from a different cloth, you know, that, that are showmen that want people to remember, you know, what you did in that moment. Remember what they wore. Remember what they felt. You know, that is right. the lineage of artists that I come from. And I want to make certain that those people, that legacy is never forgotten. It is on my shoulders. It is the wind beneath my wings. It is what allows me to be the eagle that flies as high as I do. But, you know, keep a view, a point of where culture is and continue to stay connected to that. It is the ground beneath me. It is the foundation that I stand on. It is the reason that I am the artist that I am. Man, well, you know, we proud of you over here. Now, I got some more questions that I have to ask you. So coming up, we got more with Usher. Don't go anywhere. Up next, we can smile the morning show. All right, we are back with the one and only Usher. Okay, earlier you were talking about, uh, you know, how Marvin Gaye was a major influence, you know, to you growing up. If I could be the director, the two things that I would love to see is Kelly Rowland play Donna Summers and have you portray Marvin Gaye. <laughs> what are the possibilities of that happening? Like, wasn't it in the works at one point in time? You know what, man? Um, I think Dr. Dre, he, he's working on um, working on a piece uh, that plays Marvin. Um, I have other uh, other people in ambition uh, to play. You know, I, I'm, I'm I'm not even ready to talk about it yet. But there are some things that I really do, uh, some characters that I want to go after that I think I could kill. I, I, I really feel like 
there's some there's some characters and by the way i have a legacy of my own but to be able to say that i could be representing a very monumental r&b artist of the past uh i would love that I, I, when i when i look at you know uh what lorenz tate did with you know frankie lyman when i look at what um Jamie Foxx did with Ray. Right. You know, the incredible artists that were there and also to the actors that were able to embody those characters. But there are other people that I have ambition to go after. So if there was an Usher biopic, who could be playing yourself? Um, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to do a Jackie Robinson and play myself. <laughs> For those of you who can look that one up, Jackie Robinson actually played himself in his own, you know, life pick. But, um, yeah, I don't know who could, you know, and but, but I'm I'm pretty certain that there's, you know, amazing casting directors out there who are going to find it. And I hope that I'm alive to be able to, uh, you know, make certain that the character captures the nuance to right. be able to have that story told in the right way and make certain that my mother, uh, the people who were there early, uh, who got it, who were represented, are represented in the right way by the actors who can carry it. And when you talk about the past, present, and future, I know that there have been a lot over the past two decades in the business, but what is that one moment that you would treasure forever and why? There was a moment as I stopped in the middle of the Super Bowl and it was about nothing but a connection to the entire world. It was the moment that I felt like I had the world's undivided attention. Mm. That moment, I'll never forget. It's almost, It was almost like a movie moment where... You know, the camera actually takes you from the from the artist's perspective where I just felt elevated and I felt like, man, there's a connection between this moment that I'm having and the nine year old who dreamt who who dreamt this. It was almost like an out of body experience. Like, wait a minute. I remember this. <laughs> I can remember right. feeling this moment. You you know, you ever have those moments like deja vu. Absolutely. I feel like I've been here before. I feel like right. this moment was intended to happen. But in that moment, it was about this nine-year-old, this nine-year-old who had this belief in himself and was unwavering. The same kid who went around after having that vision and sharing it with everybody and saying, one day I'm going to have fans and I'm going to stand in like a, a stadium and I'm going to be looking around and they're going to be people there to see me. And everybody was like, you sound crazy. What are you talking about, man? Stop telling right. people that. I'm like, no, one day I'm going to have this moment. So in, in that moment, it was that. That was that was it. And what a moment it was. Congratulations again for everybody listening right now. The past, present and future tour is gearing up. So make sure you get your tickets. Usher, please make sure you hug your mom for me. All right. I absolutely will, dog. Remember, we are visionaries. Remember, we have the ability to project in our minds the reality of our lives, man. That has been a testament of my last five years. And yep. it is the reason why I actually am having this moment. That and a great deal of belief in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on now. You can pray and know that he answers prayers. You don't have to call, but if you do and you call on him, he's listening. Yes. How how dark or how deep those moments that you may think are. I say this to you, the person who's listening and is significant to you right now. God loves you. God sees you. God mm. will lift you up out of whatever you're going through right now, no matter how dark your path. No matter what you think you might not deserve, you do. But you got to say that you believe it. You got to say that you deserve it. You got to be able to be okay with yourself. So go now to your mirror and look at yourself when you close this conversation and just say, I love you. 
without judgment. Look through any of your pain. Look through any of your damage. Look through any of your darkness and just love yourself. Love yourself and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving me the strength to be able to make it through this moment until I get to the next time that I have to call out your name. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you, Father, for being able to make the sacrifice that you did that was Jesus on this planet. Right. That I be able to have this moment that I'm having to not be looked down upon, to not be shamed because I'm not ashamed of who I am. I'm not ashamed of anything that I have done. I am okay and I will be okay. And in that, I say amen, amen, and amen. <laughs> amen. Thank you. I really needed that this morning. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. Y'all give it up and show your love for Usher. You believe it. All right, Rick's Around the Morning Show. Hey, Jeff Johnson is here this morning with three things that you need to know. Jeff, good morning, man. Good morning, good morning, good morning to everybody. Man, I'm glad to be with you all. <clears throat> Listen, I got three things for you first. Donald Trump actually might be the architect of his own undoing. And I'm not just talking about the, um, the, the, the 385 million cases against him um, and the indictments and all of that. <clears throat> I think that um, Putin is going to be tough for him. Um, one of the things that, that many of you and you all talked about a little bit earlier for a second is, is that, you know, Repub- there, there are Republicans right now that are you know, pro-Trump who are, you know, pulling back from their um, extending the military lifeline to the Ukraine um, and, and even entertaining his NATO talks. Um, but there are some there's some principal Republicans that know that's not really good for America um, and it's not good for the country. It, it's not good for our foreign policy. Um, we already are an unreliable um, ally. Um, because so much of what we now do is not rooted in what happens through our laws, but whoever is in the White House. Um, but to, 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 to create a narrative of destroying NATO um, and ultimately showing that, that you'll do whatever Putin wants you to do, uh, um, it is not really America first. Um, so even those Republicans who are anti-Trump, um, but but still have a sense of... Uh, American pride recognize that removing yourself from NATO and aligning yourself with Putin is not America first. It's Russia first. And so it's going to be interesting to see how in all of these fault lines, um, what what this looks like. His his rhetoric is is crazy. Um, And again, there are some reasonable Republicans um, that are tired of this and, and think in the long term, this isn't in the best interest of of the United States at all. Um, so it, it, I, I'm, I'm curious to see how that in particular plays out because that's another part of that piece that starts siphoning off some of his, his base. Um, I was really interested in this whole conversation about um, Fannie Willis and this, this, this paying cash piece. Um, I remember, Rick, my first job out of college was I was a mortgage broker. And um, one of the things that, that I used to have to do on a regular basis was talk to underwriters about how uh, black men and women over a certain age were not going to have a certain amount of money in a checking and savings account um, because they were going to have cash at the house because there was a cultural value proposition of what it meant. And we literally had to train underwriters to say, listen, they can prove of the income. They can prove that they they have um, this certain amount of money coming in um, and it aligns with how much they have in a mattress at the house or in a safe at the house. 
And and in this day and time, with with the level of uh, cybersecurity that's needed just to protect you on your debit card, um, I don't think it's a bad idea for us to continue to think about the value of, of, of having cash in a safe space and utilizing cash and recognizing, even though the dollar isn't as strong as it should be, um, that having cash still is a old school proposition for safety and security. Um, and, it, and it just it reminded me of how our grandparents used to roll. Like if you had a, if you had a grandparent or, or a great aunt or uncle die, you had to you literally had to go through everything in the house before you threw anything away. Uh, to make sure you wasn't throwing away cash that was in a book or under some pillowcases or or somewhere else. Um, There is a value proposition to us understanding um, how we leverage cash. Um, And for those of you that are super old school, um, other kind of valuable assets. Um, So I hope it's something that we talk about even more. It's not just a black thing. I think it is an old school thing for those that just don't trust technology, don't trust um, banks don't trust institutions and know um, how many of y'all remember that when the, when the pandemic first started, people started saying, how much cash do I need to take out? How much right. do I need to have um, in a safe at the house? Because if, if everything goes to hell, um, even even though the American dollar is insane, um, I want to have them greenbacks as opposed to that plastic card. And so it's a conversation that I think we do have to continually have even beyond um, this notion of what's happening. Rick, before I get out of here, man, somebody asked me what I was thankful for today. And, I, you know, I said to them, I'm thankful to be on this morning show. Um, and, and it's not just you. Like, I literally <laughs> remember being being at um, um, the, the uh, BT Hip Hop Awards and the first time Brat recognized me. And, like, I was like, damn, Brat knows who I am? Um, because I was just such a huge <laughs> fan and, and I have been no, like straight up. Like I, no, I, no, I have listen, no, y'all, know you, all of us know, but, but check this out. All of us know, all of us remember a time that we were coming up. Um, and you know, people were knowing us, but, but we didn't know who really knew us. Right. And we didn't know who really recognized us. And like that was a thing for me, Brad, like for real, because there there are certain people in the industry who I respect because of how they move. And that was you. And like when you recognized me and we talked like that was a big deal for me. Um, Absolutely. Like Maria and Rock T, when I think about you all and, and how inspirational you are on this show and how that is just a fraction of what you actually do in the community and you actually do with your spouses and you actually do with your family. Um, it's, it's like, it's, it's nuts. Um, special K brother. Listen, like who, who you personify complexity. Nothing. <laughs> he, he, he personifies complexity. Stop hating. Stop hating yeah. Rick. And yeah, you know, you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't, if it wasn't for K. Um, and, and, and Gary, man, listen, look, people don't even know how long you've been in this game. And how many people that that tried to take you out and you survived all of them. And That's so right. I just I, I am honored to be a part of this morning show crew because of all of you. Thank you so much. I'm out. Y'all hit me at Jeff's Nation. Right. Love, you. Love you, Jeff. News headlines. Entertainment. Sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show.
Show. All right, Ricky, tomorrow the morning show. Got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's what's happening in news. A man who was wrongfully convicted and incarcerated for over six years was awarded $10 million in damages by a jury in Detroit. Alexandre Ansari was wrongfully serving a life sentence over claims that in 2012 he shot and killed a 15-year-old girl and wounded two others in Detroit. Now, the Wayne County Circuit Court determined that a former Detroit police detective withheld evidence that would have implicated someone else as the shooter. In other news, a proposed class action lawsuit claims that Tinder, Hinge and other match dating apps are filled with addictive features that encourage compulsive use. The lawsuit filed in federal court in the Northern District of California on Valentine's Day says Match intentionally designs its dating platform with game-like features that lock users into a perpetual pay-to-play loop, prioritizing profit over promises to help users find relationships. So I'm just tired of these old women coming to my comedy shows <laughs> talking about we in a relationship and thinking we finna leave after the show. Mm-mm. I said, ma'am, you've been catfish. You need to let your grandkids check your phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what, Ricky, what time we leaving? I said, ma'am. Oh, oh my I don't God, know ma'am. <laughs> like, no, we ain't going nowhere. I'm finna go home and go to bed. Mm-hmm. Well, you and they come over there touching your back and all that. <laughs> tell you to come up here. I didn't tell you to come up here. <laughs> Go on, take and get your hands off my back. Go on, take them home. Yeah, Maria <laughs> had a hand on my back at the start on, guiding <laughs> me somewhere. Well, you can't blame her. You her bro- boyfriend. That's what she believes. So. <laughs> I don't know who I hear catfishing and got all. And then, and then, talking about, uh, 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 like I got women sending me money. If I sent you like ninety dollars, I said, "Man, that's a that's a scam. That's a catfish. We ain't in no relationship." And then I'd be lying, be the waitress over there. I'm with her. Come here, come here. <laughs> like come here, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here, come here. Just, just like, I'm with her. Trying to find somebody to help you get out of it. Come here, come here. He said, "Come here, come here. Oh my gosh. I'm with, I'm with her. Be a white, be a white chick." <laughs> Well, representatives from Match did not immediately respond to a message seeking comment, according to ABC News. So hopefully that whole situation will stop for you one of these days, Ricky. I'm Maria Moore, and that's what's happening in news for more headlines and updates. And chill. <laughs> Visit Ricky Smiley, morningshow.com. Rock. Oh, man. Rock. Yeah, man. <laughs> Pinto beans and chill. Shout out to UConn women's basketball coach Gino Ariama. Bad passes Mike Krzyzewski. Coach K for second most wins by a head coach in Division One men's and women's college basketball. He's got 1,203. Can, can you play tomorrow that, 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 that clip of the, uh, that, that basketball coach that went in so bad on his? He said it's the worst basketball team I ever coached. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Rick Patino. Yeah, yeah, we're getting we it. We'll play that tomorrow. Yeah, we're getting it. <laughs> Keeping it real, too, man. I can't believe I'm a coach here. <laughs> Damn. Tell them how you really feel. Go ahead, man. Let me tell you about this one, man. NBA All-Star Weekend. I got an update if y'all missed it. Milwaukee Bucks superstar Damian Lillard won the MVP of the All-Star Game. Okay, that's all cool. But rapper Glorilla took a picture with Dame and posted it on her social media with the caption, Who man this is? Because I want him. <laughs> Say whoever she is, she can't whip me, so I really don't give a... <laughs> Oh wow! If I ain't mistaken, though, I think Dame filed for divorce from his from his wife back in October. So Glorilla may have a chance, Rick. Oh, my yeah. She, she say say I don't care who it is. She ain't gonna be able to whip me anyway. Uh, I would hope he has better options. Oh man. <laughs>
Uh, last but not least, man, <laughs> former, former NFL wide receiver Antonio Brown has been ordered to cut a check for a cool $1 million to a high-profile jeweler after he failed to fight a lawsuit from last year. The jeweler claims that Antonio borrowed a bunch of his prize items in 2000, uh, 2022, but never returned these jewelry pieces or paid for them. How you gonna borrow something, not even return them or pay for them at least? So uh, the judge pretty much saying you didn't try to recover, try to fight this lawsuit, so you gotta go ahead and pay this man this check for a million dollars. It is what it is. Hey, follow me on social media at Rock T Holla. Let's talk sports, man. Brad got the hot spot right now. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot and this hot. Woo. You can catch me at the hot spot. What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Kanye West and Ty Dolla Sign's new joint album, Vultures One, debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 charts. Now, it's the first chart leader for Ty Dolla Sign and the 11th for Kanye. Uh, the album earned 148 equivalent album units, uh, exclusive through streaming and digital sales. Physically versions, a physical version of the records uh, haven't been released yet. And Usher earned his highest charting record since 2012 as Coming Home debuted in the number two spot and Scissors SOS dips to number five. So congratulations to all of them. Moving on, uh, let me see what's going on here. Recently, y'all, Beyonce confirmed that she is launching a line of hair care products called Sacred, C-E-C-R-E-D, and she said she has many beautiful memories attached to her hair. She tells Essence Magazine, the relationship we have with our hair is such a deeply personal journey from spending my childhood in my mother's salon to my father applying oil on my scalp to treat my psoriasis. These moments have been sacred to me. She revealed for the first time that she struggles with psoriasis, an autoimmune condition that causes the body to overproduce new skin cells, resulting in scaly itchy patches on the scalp, elbows, knees, and everywhere else on the body. Uh, Beyonce said the conversations and debates in the salons and barbershops create a sense of community for people who look uh, to it as a retreat from their everyday lives. For them, she said it's a place to feel beautiful and vent, laugh, share secrets, and pass down wisdom. It's the most consistent community gathering we have. It's so important that it's a sanctuary. So, congratulations to Beyonce on that. And I didn't know um, she had psoriasis. But that's awesome I. that she's sharing that and people that have psoriasis can relate to her situation. Mm-hmm. Just like Jada Pinkett and her alopecia. So, that's nice to share that. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show.